Hey, my friends, thanks for joining me for this episode of Real Live Talk. I'm so stoked that you're here. My name is Duke Lamastra, and I'm your host. And for this episode, I sat down with Dan Fisher, who is my best friend on the planet. He's also the youth pastor and an associate pastor at Evangel Chapel Assembly of God in Bridgewater, New Jersey. He's been pastoring youth and young adults for the past 13 years. And so for this conversation, we actually focused a little bit on the differences in the generations, having pastored sort of the tail end of the millennial generation and pastoring the Gen Z and now sort of in that transitionary point of Gen Alpha or Generation Alpha and just some of the dynamics at work there. We talked about the effect of technology, uh, both good and bad, on people, on our society. And uh, then we really got into some stuff when we started talking about the metaverse and the potential impact on churches, on church life, on community going forward. And really, if I had to sum up this conversation, it really focuses on the importance of maintaining our connections to one another, of course, our connection to God, not being so distracted and escaping through so many different things, which technology really makes so readily available and accessible to us, but really having our focus on the things that really, really matter, of course, our relationship with God and our relationships with one another. And so I hope that this conversation blesses you or challenges you or encourages you. We had a lot of fun with it, and I think maybe went to a few dark places in this conversation. But uh, I think overall that it's definitely going to bless you, and it's an important conversation that I want to continue to be a part of. If you have any questions or want to add any comments or anything like that, please reach out to me on social media or through my website, simplepowermedia.com, and I'd be happy to engage with you there. For now, thanks again for being here, and uh, hope you enjoy this conversation with Dan Fisher. All right, Dan Fisher. Yo. <laughs> hey, buddy. What's up, man? What's going on? That was a glowing introduction, wasn't it? Uh, <laughs> hey. <laughs> welcome, uh, welcome back, man. Thanks for thanks for coming yeah. back on the show. Thanks for being yeah, here. Yeah, I'm glad I get the back. Yeah, just welcome back. Feels good to be back. Feels welcome good to be back. back. Welcome back. Welcome back. <laughs> what 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 is that? Is welcome that... back, Cotter, or something like that. Welcome back, know. Cotter. Okay, yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. That's what that is. I never actually watched that. I don't think. I don't think I ever actually saw that show, but yeah, me neither. I don't know if that's right. That's my guess. I was super into like the Nick at, Nick at Night stuff though back in the day, but like not that. Like it was like I Love Lucy and Happy Days and stuff like that. Like I was like really into that stuff. That was my wife with Golden Girls and Gilligan's Island. And we did not have TV in our room for like our first year of getting married or actually oh, ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we never had, we had ATV, but didn't have it hooked up. So she likes to fall asleep to like TV, which I hated. Um, and so I basically watched like every season of Gilligan's Island and Golden Girls, because that's what we would always fall asleep to. Um, but <laughs> we don't do that anymore. So. Uh, so was it that you hated falling asleep to TV or you hated falling asleep to Golden Girls? No, I like the Golden Girls. RIP Betty White. Um, yeah, man. Oh. But uh, yeah, it sucks. But um, but no, I just I liked I liked I like dark and quiet, you know. But now now I'm used to sound machines because uh, of our kids and stuff like that. So now I like now I can appreciate a good sound machine to cut out all the nonsense noise and all that stuff. But <laughs> the like creaking of the house and stuff. Yeah, like right. That. Yeah, so that not because I'm a pretty light sleeper. So now I don't. So now like it cuts out the random noise and I'm like someone's breaking in. So I don't... That stuff legit used to freak me out when I was a kid. 
um i hated it i actually um i'm working on i'm working on a book and it's about identity and i had no intention of writing about myself in it but as i sat down and i started writing um i just like this stuff was coming out i felt like it was cathartic and therapeutic for me like the lord yeah. sometimes i don't know like, like i noticed that uh, when i when i sit down to write about something sometimes like a lot of times the I think that I've got a certain level of understanding, but then a lot of times the Lord will kind of shift it and make it about me because he wants to bring me to another level of like yeah. realization or healing or whatever it is. Yeah. And so I started writing about this. I ended up with like several pages about my childhood <laughs> and how like I was, uh, when I was a kid, I would literally, if I, if, if I didn't fall asleep before the rest of the house, or if I woke up in the middle of the night, which did happen a lot, I was done. Like I would not go back to sleep until the sun started to come up. There was just what? something like there was so much fear <laughs> in yeah. me and like every little noise out here. And I would like, I would like get up and I would, uh, I, I would like go and I like go downstairs and make sure the doors were still locked. Like I was like psycho. Like, I, yeah. um, and, like every uh, sound was a burglar. Yeah. Everything dude. And I think it was connected. Like when I, when I got into later on, I mean, I was definitely in high school when it started, but actually maybe it started before that but it, but it got like worse over time i got like this ocd sort of a thing i don't know if you if if i even talked to you about that back then i, I probably tried not to but it, just like this ocd thing about like i was like very germaphobic and like constantly washing my hands to the point that like my knuckles would be like bloody in the winter because it'd be cold outside and you get like yeah chapped. i remember that yeah and, and and so yeah it was like that kind of stuff i used to sleep with um it was like this weird not cream it was like this weird sort of jelly type stuff that i put on my hands and i have to wear socks <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah 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 uh yeah it, no but, my son but does anyway. that he has gloves my son wears gloves the, the, the dry skin the seasonal dry skin yeah that's dude, why i don't wash like my it. hands man i just don't i don't <laughs> want the dry skin. i don't want the dry Ever. skin. once yeah. a week when i take a shower <laughs> they get washed but no but it's like i i don't know i there was just like so much fear in me that I, that I just had, I don't even know really where it came from. I just, it was uh, at the time you were like in different areas, but wasn't that around the time you were like really into witchcraft and stuff like that? <laughs> oh, you think that could be connected? I don't know. I could, <laughs> might've been it. <clears throat> that was a joke by the way. It was. Yeah. He is never was, was or has, or currently is into witchcraft or am I? As far as I know, I'm just a podcast guest. No, I don't really, I'm not. I don't really know. But but yeah, man, thanks for being a, a podcast guest for the second time, and yeah. I appreciate you. And um, for anybody that does not know Dan Fisher, just uh, would you just remind us a little bit about who you are and what you do? Ah, uh, yes, I am a uh, lifelong friend of Duke Lamastra. Is that's my number one that's credential? All you need to know. And and uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's on my. Uh, yeah my name tag my name badge right yeah, you can't see it it's the bottom part of my shirt the, yeah to the world yeah but um but yeah so i'm uh i'm a youth pastor uh youth and associate pastor in uh, uh bridgewater new jersey and i've been on staff here 13 years 13 and a half years um on staff at the church i grew up in and i uh, went to valley forge uh, university of valley forge for youth ministry and i uh, found myself back in new jersey and I uh, didn't know what God had next, and uh, and He saw fit to have me back at the home at my, the church I grew up in, uh, the same church that Duke and I were in kids' church together and youth group together, and 
uh, I have the honor of being able to work with middle schoolers and high schoolers and, and the rest of the church also, obviously, but uh, most closely with our teenagers. And so it's pretty great. It's been 13 years, like I said. And, um, and then uh, married, me and my wife have been married uh, one year less than that. So we're coming up on, am I, is it coming up on, I guess I would be coming up on 13 then. Uh, so we mm -hmm. I started and then we got married the next year. Um, but yeah, so, and, uh, we've got two kids. My son, Jack is, is eight, uh, going to be nine soon. And my, my daughter, Sadie is three. Um, and it's been good, man. It's been, uh, it's been a blessing for sure. So doing ministry awesome. in New Jersey. Yeah. Yeah, dude. So, uh, have you guys gotten any snow yet? You, yeah. You have uh, yeah. Pictures. My instinct is to like move the camera out the window, <laughs> out the window. Uh, but yeah, I'm looking at snow right now out there. Uh, we just got a few inches the other day and um nothing crazy i know you're in bama so i don't even know if it actually gets like i heard you say earlier that it was cold i don't know what that means to you but you're in <laughs> it's it's all relative right yeah um yeah, yeah it can like every once in a while it'll get into like the 20s like maybe a couple days out of the year but cold here would be you know probably like 40 ish is what i would you know that's probably it was i think in the 40s this morning <clears throat> but like you know it's yeah it's cold like my even my car like my car doesn't like it whenever whenever it's cold out like that the temperature drops a little bit i think my car is just used to warm weather i don't know if cars get used to things or not <laughs> i don't know <laughs> but if they do i'm just going with that um but yeah it's uh my my car does not function the same when it's cold out yeah i think uh, that's a normal anyway, thing oh yeah we hit single digits the other day we were moved the wind chill i think it was like eight degrees i think a couple nights ago dude that's crazy yeah yeah we get snow snow quote unquote every i don't know maybe they, they used to tell me every like seven to ten years or so there'd be snow but there's been snow i think three times since i've lived here no maybe oh. only twice at least twice but maybe three times there's been snow here since i've been here which is 10 years so that's crazy yeah I can't relate, man. Very I've been, little amounts. Been Jersey forever, so that's all I know. Uh, yeah. So I don't know, but yeah, it's been it's been good. It's been uh, it's been a relatively mild. I don't like we've had a few mild winters uh, overall, but we'll get like one big storm. We'll get like ten inches or like a foot of snow or something like that. So, um, so far, so far, so good. It was like the first snow of the twenty twenty two, but we didn't get anything before the new year. Uh, but my son is pumped about it. He just, he wants as much snow as possible. And he doesn't understand that I don't love it as much as he does. Because uh, I'm like, yeah, but I got to <laughs> shovel. He's like, that, I'll man. shovel it too. So he like, it's fun for him to shovel still. Right. Um, so, but yeah. he's good. He's always good to help and he's down. So we we shovel and then we play and it's always fun. But yeah, man, <clears throat> good old Jersey. Awesome. Our temperate climate. So... 13 years as a youth pastor. Yeah. Um, so you basically started out, <laughs> you started out youth, youth pastoring millennials, and now you're basically youth pastoring the Gen Z, right? Gen <laughs> Z. We're looking more like whatever the next one is, alpha. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is really what we're looking like at now. The, it's, it's, it's in the transition phases already, right? That's crazy. Oh, so you didn't even, hang on, I'm trying to think timeline here. Because I you and I are, te are technically, we're like the elder version of the millennials. Right, yeah. Um, we're yeah. like on the, on the uh, yeah. 
We I forget where the actual really ever, depend on where you depending on where you look, the ages are different, like the like the brackets of time and where that all is. So yeah, depending on where I look, I've seen myself as like an yeah, like an elder um millennial. Uh and then yeah, Gen Z was after that. And if you're looking now into the next one, like I don't know if it's literally broken down by decade or not. Um but yeah, no, I think we were technically millennials, but I had so when I first started, I had my my younger brother is six years younger than me. And so he was right. a senior in high school when I started in youth ministry. So I had my younger brother. I was his youth pastor for just that year. Um, and yeah, that was a long time ago. <laughs> so That's I guess cool. if you're doing anything for over 10 years, like, I don't know if you automatically get bumped to like, okay, I've, I've pastored a whole generation or something like that. And I don't, I don't really know the timeline, but, uh, but yeah, so I think, I mean, people really get sometimes they do really get into the nitty-gritty and nitpick like some of the some of the differences from one generation to the next and there mm -hmm. definitely is um but at the same time i think that they're more it's not that they're subtle because they can be pretty obvious some of the differences but overall as far as like life and connection with god and I think that all that stuff tends the core of it tends to pretty much stay the same. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. But you just kind of change how you do it a little bit. Um, because sometimes people will say, well, okay, well, here's this generation and here's, here's how they learn. Right. Here's that, how they connect here, how is how technology has affected them and blah, blah, blah. And if you like bend over backwards to try to like, I think it just becomes enabling. You know what I mean? I think you can like mm. do everything you can to, I have to speak their language entirely and do everything the way they do things. And I just don't think that that's usually all that necessary. I think there's always yeah. like some, some middle ground. Um, because I'm like, yeah, well, I'm not going to exactly why I brought it up. I wanted to ask you, I wanted to ask you that question specifically, like, like, first of all, have you noticed much of a difference? And then what has, has there been in, in actual, I don't know, just sort of what your approach has been in terms of pastoring and, and mentoring and shepherding and stuff like that, like in terms of and, and that was that was sort of my assumption that maybe you didn't put a whole lot of emphasis on it, because it seemed it does seem that way to me sometimes that we do make a big emphasis on these kinds of things. But when it comes to the core essentials, I think a lot of times those things tend to stay the same. I mean, trends, there's there's trends and things change and seasons change. And, you know, there there is some for sure validity in, um, you know, adjusting the way that we reach people. I mean, even just like as far as that old that old saying, you know, if they don't learn the way you teach, teach the way they learn kind of a thing. Yeah. Wanting to meet people where they're at. Has there been a like any kind of a concerted effort on a larger scale? Because I know, you know, as like part of the Assemblies of God and stuff like that, you have youth leader, youth pastor gatherings and stuff like that. Has there been any kind of a focus to say, you know, to sort of address like the differences in the needs or the differences in how you reach this generation as opposed to the previous generation or anything like that? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think. Like one of the things that I feel like is always talked about is uh, people talk about like attention spans. You know what I mean? Like, like I don't, yeah. I'm not going to teach in like tiny clips, like, like I'm getting scrolled through TikTok or whatever. <laughs> um, like they just want to like swipe me away like, or something like that. 60 seconds. Um, yeah. And then like new topic. Um, but I would, I would say that just for anybody, like, because 
not just them, but everybody. Like if there's people that are scrolling through Instagram reels or TikTok or whatever, and they're going from one thing to the next all the time, I would say that that isn't just a young person's problem. I think that that can affect everybody's uh, attention span a little bit. Yeah. And so I think that that's always been a factor is with any teenager is that like, if you're if you're boring, you're boring, uh, and it doesn't matter how much you try to mix it up. But I think that like, because I can think of a youth event a few years ago, and it was a youth pastor friend that was a speaker, and um, and I just really liked his approach, and it had less to do with um, I could only speak for because that was the thing people were like, oh, if you're if you're dealing with millennials, you should only be preaching for this many minutes. And right. I never really connected. I never really fully agreed with that. Um, I think that there has to be a sensitivity mm -hmm. to attention span and things like that. But what I noticed was when I look around and I look at entertainment, not that we're trying to be entertainment, but when you look at entertainment or when you look at school, um, like they might have classes for 40 minutes mm -hmm. and, and that's not even block scheduling. Block scheduling is twice as long as that. And so they might have a 40 minute class or they might watch a two and True. a half hour Marvel movie or something. Um, I know I'm not a Marvel movie. <laughs> I know that I'm not going to compete with Marvel, but <laughs> I know it's, it's less about, it's less about like uh, attention span and it's more mm -hmm. about like engagement, you know? And so like if something's engaging, even if you say you have a short attention span, if something's engaging, it's going to keep your attention or re reconnecting with your attention and your focus. And so sometimes, sometimes that's mixing things up a little bit. Uh, sometimes uh, that might be like, for me, I've always, I've always liked asking questions and having them answer in the middle. Like I don't want to talk straight for too long uh, because I know the longer I talk, I'll start to lose them. And I know that I can have the tendency to, go on <laughs> so yeah. uh but i also if i'm honest i notice myself uh i don't it's not the same dynamic when i preach on like a sunday morning or something like that mm -hmm. and so i feel like i'm able to preach a different way i th i think that i tend to, to me personally i tend to default a little bit more luxury style i guess like um as far as talking at length i'm not super uh I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying. My point and my point is I <laughs> context context does make a difference. Based out what happened. <laughs> yeah, well, I, my attention span is terrible. I don't know. <laughs> um you're like I just uh, got bored with what I was saying. <laughs> <laughs> no, I lost my I lost my my point. Um so it's uh I would say that like context makes a difference and so even yeah, with even yeah, within the even sure. within the teens like we have a Friday night that's our main night but we also have a Wednesday where it's more small group style and conversational. And so you're engaging them in a completely different way. Um, yeah. So one of the things that I've seen as the differences between specifically if you're focusing on Gen Z is um, people use the phrase like publishing, like, like creating content um, the, with, with the advent of, uh, of YouTube and accessibility of people being able to just create YouTube channels and TikTok accounts or whatever, um, the accessibility to be able to create content uh, and how easy that is and just make something and upload it. Uh, 
there's a there's a different element to that. So it's not just engaging and like yeah. conversational, yeah. but like I want to do something, I want to say something, I want to create something. And so that is a little bit, that's been one of the bigger differences, I think, in the last uh, five plus years, I guess, is uh, trying to, for as far as engagement goes, to put them on the spot a little bit sometimes and say like, hey, like, what do you think about this? Um, I remember being younger and we didn't always like being put on the spot because you wanted time to like think and have a good answer. Um, but ironically, like, I feel like, and I can relate with this a little bit. Sometimes I don't always know exactly what I feel about something until I start to verbalize it. Um, and then I'm like, okay, now I'm realizing what my actual opinion yeah, on yeah, this is. True. Um, so I think that applies to the younger generation too, is they start talking and some like to talk, some don't, but it gets them, it gets them talking and moving. But, uh, so that's, but not too much of that has changed. There's always going to be the kid that doesn't want to be put on the spot. Um, the person that is like real anxious about any kind of public speaking, um, but creating an environment where you can do stuff or, or make them break up into smaller groups because they can, it doesn't have to be me getting one answer over here, one answer over there. Yeah. It's like pockets of kids and they're, they can be talking and uh, coming up with their own and they own it a little bit. So I, th I think that does change for yeah. context, but I think it's been mostly true for a long time with teens. Like they want to be a part of something. Well, I think it's cool that you do it that way. I think that that's a that's a really cool dynamic, especially when, I mean, I don't know. It it, it seems like like more and more, it's becoming possible to not engage in long form sort of conversations with people, and uh, the way that that a lot of people, I mean, not just like the the younger generation, but even the older generation now too. We've gotten so used to communicating by text and, and things like that, that mm -hmm. we probably communicate more like with most. If you think about it, probably most of the people in your life, you probably communicate with them more through like text and messages and stuff like that than you do verbally or at least like face to face. You know yeah, what I mean? I can see that. And so I, I feel like there's there's uh, probably some like real validity to not just like, oh, well, let's just do this the way that they've always, the, the way that everyone else is, like let's engage them the way that everyone else in the world is engaging them. Yeah. Of course, with the exception of school, like you said, you still have, there's still classes, although a lot, some people are doing virtual classes now and stuff like that too, but that's another, that's another issue. But like, <clears throat> you know, I feel like there's probably some real validity to like, like let's not just, focus on engaging them the way that society says that they have to be engaged because they're because this is how they are and this is how they grew up and this is the way their mind works and it's different they're, like I feel like when you sort of you create those environments for there to be a sort of different type of engagement I think you can actually like realize like oh well maybe they actually want that like may maybe there's something in inside them that would say like like I actually want that you know, I want people to call me to a higher standard. I want people to call me to another level or I want the conversation to unfold differently and not just mm -hmm. be this sort of like very easy way of getting information. Like what you said about putting people on the spot sometimes and asking questions and stuff like that. I think that like it's just so important, you know, engaging with people. And so I don't know. But yeah, but I'm 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 with you. Like, I feel like there's definitely validity to both sides like validity to mm -hmm. okay like let's see if we need to uh, adjust the way that we engage people to an extent 
but let's not like recater everything to try to fit into some you know specific kind of a of a mold because maybe that's not going to be the most effective thing in the in the long run yeah yeah man i agree and so and that's always been my that's always been my tension with it is that i'm like i don't i don't want to like bend over like I, i'm not trying to sound lazy but like i don't want to bend over backwards to coddle what mm -hmm. someone that wrote a book said this is how they learn you gotta because mm -hmm. it's it's kind of it's right. kind of relative it's relative to and to your point, yeah, I think I think that there's that there's got to be a little bit like the way school is, the way that they're the way college might be for them, the way that their 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 place of employment might be in the future. Um, if I'm doing everything to cater to them and and what and their preferences are, the reality is it's going to probably be more difficult for them later on in life. Mm. Um, but I can't say that's not like my main motivation. Um, but I sure. to what I was saying earlier is I a friend of mine that was leading a, a winter retreat that we had. And uh, I just really liked how he broke things up and he would pose a question and he would put like a, a certain amount of time on the clock and be like, all right, answer this question, like, like break up into a group, just whoever's around you, um, try to do it fast so that they didn't get too in their head about like, well, who's in my group and who's not. And um, you just try to get them to say something and you weren't going to force them all to answer. Um, sometimes it's, so you're putting them on the spot a little bit and like mixing it up but it's not like I'm calling one person out in the crowd and saying, Hey, what do mm. you think about this? Um, yeah. and then they had the ability to, to share if they wanted to share. It wasn't like a group project in school where like everyone has to have a secretary and a speaker and a representative. And, um, but either way there was, there was more, there's more to it, but overall, I think I just, that was one of the ways where I could tell that he was being very intentional about how he engaged the, that generation based on research and different things like that. And I saw it work really well. And he had a couple hundred teenagers and he kept their, their focus really well. And they, they got things out of it. And because they were, because they were um, active participants, like I thought it went really well, but at the same time, like the next year, there was a, a guy that was a little, I guess he was, yeah, he was probably a little bit older. He was maybe like, maybe like 15, 10, 15 years older than me. And he was, he was just a, a great evangelist style preacher and he was very engaging, but in a completely different way. And just the same, the Holy spirit used what he said to stick out to them. And they weren't walking away saying, okay, but he didn't do this or he didn't ask yeah. this question or he wasn't doing this style or he didn't have uh, a video or he didn't whatever. Um, he just preached for a while yeah. <laughs> and had an altar call and and it was yeah. still engaging enough you know what i mean and so um i so all, all that to say long story short i think that there's always going to be ways that we can make efforts to be more engaging and keep focus and get people involved um but sometimes it depends so sometimes i'm I, re, I really lean into the group thing but i don't do group questions every time and i don't always pose questions uh to the to the audience every time and then I honestly, when I preach on a, on a Sunday with the adult service, I don't have that ability really. Uh, so sure. it's more just more like, I'm just going to preach for 30 ish minutes, 30 plus. Um, and, and that's more just straight talking. So it's definitely interesting. I think that, and if anything like breaks it up, I think that helps people like that variety. But I think that, that yeah. mm -hmm. I think that has, I think that has, 
I think that has more to do with just technology and entertainment across the board, not just general generationally. Right. Um, I think it affects everybody. And because I found myself the other night, I'm like, so there's something that I like want to watch or like I might put something on the TV, but then I find like my phone in my hand and I'm like, I'm more engaged with what's going on. Like as I scroll away on my phone than what's like on the TV um, to the point that I'm like, I'll pause whatever. And I'm like, I just, I could have, I could have finished that episode, but instead I just spent 20 minutes on a social media app or something like that. Bro. It's so crazy how quick the time just like flies away from you. How distracted. I mean, we know like i mean these things are designed to be addictive they're they're designed to keep yeah. you there and to keep your attention so like they know mm -hmm. like the facebook algorithm sure. or the TikTok algorithm like they know what you want to see <laughs> yeah. so they're gonna like keep it on there and like i dude i do it all the time as an adult and like i know these things like i've seen the social dilemma like i've seen these <laughs> these different things and like i know what they're doing to me but still like i'll sit there with my phone and like i'll be scrolling on facebook and and uh and it's just so easy. It's just a never ending. It's just so easy. It's just, just the finger, just swiping my finger yeah. and how I'll just be like, like, okay, that's enough. And it's just like, like, well, one, you know, one more, one more little scroll, like yeah. one, one more little flick, <laughs> one more. And then another thing kind of ca catches my attention and I'm just like, oh, okay, like just a little bit more. And yeah, you can burn through 15 minutes or 60 minutes or whatever right in like a really you know Easily. quick amount of time Easily. and and without even really because it's just so kind of like mindless you don't have to really think about it and and there is this thing where you know we we can um if we're not careful and i was just having a conversation um i was driving in the car last night and i was just and i was literally having this conversation with god where i'm like 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 i i, I can find myself like in this place with a tendency to just kind of always be after entertainment Oh, and yeah. not and not leaving enough time to just kind of be and to mm. you know and and I think all of that it can put us in this place where we can miss out on just the simplicity of enjoying God you know yeah and and this and it could also be enjoying family or enjoying other things as well but for but for me what I was talking about <laughs> last night was was that aspect of you know, like, I wonder, like, how often do I miss out on your voice or what you're saying to mm. me? Just because there's always if preoccupation, I'm, if I'm not if I'm not. Yeah, exactly. Like if I'm not taking the time just to kind of be still yeah. and not have these things like that's why, you know, people now they have like there's like retreat centers that you can go for like a week or a long weekend or something to like detox from yeah. social media and from entertainment and from all these things where it's like, yo, like, let me let me get away from this. Um and uh, it's it's so crazy that I don't know, like it, it really the the way that it plays out in our lives, it it really mimics ad addictive behavior. For sure. Like, oh well, well, let me let me just go grab that. Like I, I have a moment free. Let me let me pick up my phone. Um, just mm -hmm. like things like that, where without even realizing it, um, yeah, and and that's for sure not not. Uh, relegated to the uh the gen z or younger generations no. like it's just kind think, of we've gotten yeah. so used to it we're almost like um what do you call it like um we have like a symbiotic relationship with technology at this point yeah you know i mean it's and it can crazy. be a little bit scary at the very least it's it can be un dangerous or unhealthy um because yeah because <clears throat> so like one of the differences like so the newer generations coming up um 
is okay how how early were they handed a screen and how yeah. long have they been dependent on it so because when i would go to retreats maybe even just like five years ago they would make the requirement of like or like they didn't want kids on their phones blah 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 and then the mentality started to shift being like well these kids like to engage and they publish with this it's like a part of them it's just, so what if they're using like what if we can use that as a love of engagement of like trying to actually leverage technology in that moment or that retreat to say okay like whether it's whether it's a hashtag or whether it's posting on your stories or 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 whatever to a way for them to engage with what's happening in the event itself and put it on their social media because so many times like you might have social media just for entertainment or just for distraction or just for whatever mm -hmm. and uh so trying to get kids to like openly maybe express their faith where maybe they're a little bit more like reserved or, or quiet or, or hidden about it um it was the same but it was the same when i was a teenager we're like okay how how open am i about the fact that like when someone asked me about my weekend do i tell them about everything except for the fact that i went to church on friday and youth group and it was a ton of fun and i tell them about the other things i did um <clears throat> so similarly right. it's like do you post the random crap that's happening right next to you but you don't ever post about youth yeah, group? yeah 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 um, yeah so sometimes we would use that to try to in a group setting say hey like engagement and then try to have them post something but it's 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 a give and take because i i also do see the benefit of like hey what if we were at this winter retreat and for uh, just for saturday for all day saturday like we're all gonna everyone's gonna hand in their phones um and what that does because there's such a dependence on it and when you've gone most of your life always having that or even if it's like well i didn't my parents didn't let me have a phone until i was a teenager like first of all great um, but even in just those couple short years, you just get so used to just having, it's an, ex like you said, it's symbiotic, it's an extension of self. Um, and like I said, sometimes we can be harder on the younger generation, but like, but then we like look in the mirror and you're like, but oh, like, like we raised them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like we are like, like, oh, this younger generation. Well, you parented them. Like, what yeah. are you talking about? You gave them the tablet. Um, <laughs> and so when they're, when they don't, because here's the thing like there's certain things that stay the same, like stages of life, whether you have like technology or not, a teenager is going to start to prefer hanging out with their friends more than like connecting with their parents and then all that other stuff. And so like there's certain stages of life things and independence and all that other stuff and questions and things that happen in life. Mm -hmm. And, and, yeah. and the phone isn't really necessarily the issue. It can just maybe exacerbate it a little bit, but yeah. Um, so people are like, oh, the phones, I'm like, it's not really about that, but all that to say, I do like the intentionality of man, mm -hmm. let's, let's be careful. You know what I mean? Like, let's be aware. Mm -hmm. Let's yeah. not, let's not, because even in myself, I was just talking with my wife about this. Like our, our church is doing like a, a two week fast and I was looking at certain things and obviously fasting is about food, but there's other things that we can abstain from, or when mm -hmm. it just comes to like wanting to be more focused on God, like what things can I cut out? Like what things are out of balance? And the easiest one to identify was, was technology or entertainment in general, because yeah. it's like, so the conversation we had was like, all right, maybe here's like one idea was maybe after bedtime, once we put the kids down, maybe we go like no screens, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, because like, that's gonna affect our, like her and I's connection. 
um, it's going to affect like, okay, like now we have time and we don't have something readily available to just mindlessly fill that time. And I know at the end of the day, sometimes you just want mindless distraction or entertainment. Yeah. <laughs> um, but what There's would it look so much good content out there, man? <laughs> there, it's like it really is. Like I know this is dumb. And and the and the way they have it set, man, like if you you know, if you're binging a show on Netflix, your episode ends and then it's just six seconds later, the next one just automatically starts. Yeah. And the good thing about Netflix is that um, it will eventually, if you don't press anything, it will eventually <laughs> say, like, are you still watching? Yeah. I like that they do that because most of the other, um, you know, like Hulu, like most of the other apps don't do that. They just, yeah. they'll just keep going. So like, if you fall asleep with it, it'll be on all night, at least with Netflix. Like if you, you know, you're not paying attention, you get tired, you fall asleep, you know, a couple episodes in, it'll just kind of like time out, um, which is cool. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, yeah, it's just like it's just designed to just keep going. Like everybody wants you to stay on their platform for as long as possible. And they just make it, yeah. you know, just so it's just so easy. And there's so much good. There's just so much good content, good shows, like good, you know, things like that. You really could just completely occupy your life with it. And obviously yeah. that's not good for anybody. No, because when 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 a company like they're in business, like they're oh, in yeah. the business oh, yeah. of making money, that's their number one thing. So they want to make something that's like you look at fast food or just food industry in general, like you make it taste good. It doesn't I don't have to unless that's my angle. I don't have to promise that it's good for you. I just right. want to keep you coming back for more. And so it's the marketing and it's the, the taste and it's convenience and you just keep coming back. And it's up to me, the consumer, to figure out, okay, what kind of balance do I need to have in my life? But we're not the best at that, uh, of yeah. figuring out balance, whether it's with our food or our entertainment. Um, and so for kids, they're even, they're even less equipped for that. Um, they've, they've had it for longer in their life at an earlier age, so they might be more dependent. And so that's some of the things that I've seen is that like the times that we have maybe got taken away uh, or like recommended or said, Hey, we're going to collect all the phones for this event. Um, there can be like real hesitation or anxiety connected mm -hmm. to that. Cause they're like, it's, it's really a, an extension of, of self. Um, and so for them, it might just be that dependence. You know what I mean? It might be addictive, um, or just reliance upon it. Uh, but I, yeah. but then as you get older, um, it's also those things, but I think it's also not just escaping or not just entertainment. I think it's also like a form of escape or distraction for sure. Um, for sure. Like, yeah. so it's more escapism than it is just entertain. Yes. It's entertaining, but I can also escape the stresses of life and days and all that other stuff. And, um, hundred percent. So it's, that's where it can be overall dangerous and gets put in check. And I, I like when there's yeah. moments to, to reset or to say, okay, we're, we're going to, we're going to be device free at a certain time or while we eat or whatever. Um, yeah. Cause, cause even, even with things like, you know, like I'll, I'll use Spotify and YouTube a lot of times, like in my time with the Lord, because I'll put on worship music or something like that. And it's great. And I love that as a tool, but then every once in a while, um, cause like I'll go out, I don't know, like I'll go out on a run or something like that. And I'll just normally just have my, you know, my, what do you i can't think of what they're called <laughs> the things in my ears uh earbuds, and, and, yeah. and I'll, and I'll, earbuds thank you uh i always <laughs> want to call them headphones but they're not really headphones anymore earbuds so like right. i'm i'm uh, 
yeah and so and even if it's like something good i'll be listening to a sermon or i'll be listening to a podcast or i'll be listening to like some music or whatever it might be and so like it's it's good stuff but then every once in a while i just i i, I sense this prompting from the lord like hey like just make it you and me right now like leave mm. that you know leave that yeah. home and uh, let's just let, let's just have some time where it's just you and me yeah you know and and i do think that that's something that we can get so comfortable with the noise we can get so comfortable with there always being something. And as you said, I love that you called it escapism because that's exactly what it is, man. And, uh, you know, it's, we could be dealing with something or, or going through something or battling with something. And it's just so easy to, like, fill that quiet space with something so that we don't have to process, process those thoughts. Yeah. or we don't have to, you know, feel the feelings as much because we can just kind of hide it, you know, with some kind of content and um yeah it's yeah. distraction for sure i'm super guilty of that <clears throat> and it's like oh yeah it's oh, trying yeah. to yeah. trying to like ref like and because you can like self-awareness doesn't like that's step one you know what i mean like i can be aware of my uh being unhealthy but it doesn't mean i like i still need to be proactive in other ways so yeah even recently so like i'll like even like the bible app or whatever like so there's certain kids where i'm like hey it's always a balance. It's like you have, you have the convenience of the Bible in your pocket, like, and you can set reminders and you can use this as a tool um, to make it easier to get in the door. You know what I mean? To spending time with God. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. But then on the flip side, I look at my own self and I'm like, I don't want it to be too easy because if I, if I'm, if I'm too reliant on, one a phone in my hands to deliver me content you know what i mean then yeah i might not be like you said listening or reading things or or kind of letting god speak through just his just his word in and of itself um rather than like someone else's devotional content um or like or worship music like for background to try to fill in some of the silence or um i'm pretty comfortable with with silence and and solitude but at the same time yeah. i can be easily distracted um, and if it's not a phone or an, like I could be reading something in my devotions and it sparks a thought and then I immediately want to like go Google it. You know what I mean? Like, well, what does the Bible think? Like, and that's Dude, not yeah. inherently bad, yeah. but I'm like, but what am I, what am I actually doing here? Um, mm -hmm. is this, is this increasing my, is this increasing just my knowledge or is it increasing like my knowledge and understanding and closeness with Jesus? Um, so like that's where i can get tripped up is that like my curiosity can take me down a rabbit hole and i've learned biblical things but have i did i actually draw near to jesus and i it's probably not um wow so that's that's a challenge for me sometimes so even when i'm like you know what i want to put my for i it's not true anymore i'm just going to be real um for years uh, some people are like, oh yeah my bible is at the the kitchen table when i'm having breakfast or coffee or it's on my nightstand i'm like my Bible for years was in my bathroom. And, and so <laughs> for that part of my morning routine, I'm like, that's where I'm like, Hey, it's just me and God. And, um, and that's just where, it, where it was. And that was part of, but it was just my Bible. And, and so I've even lately in that same conversation in uh, our church last night had a, um, we had a focused like service, a night service, just about just repentance and focusing on God and, and, so I feel like more often than not, like for me, technology or my mm. phone is probably yeah. more of a problem than, than not. It's more of an obstacle. Yeah. And so even just yeah. 
practical morning routine stuff. I'm like, man, I don't even, I like want an old school alarm clock. You know what I mean? Like, like I don't, like I want to like set my alarm and put it across the room and like that alarm and like my phone is somewhere else. You know what I mean? So that I'm not like waking up to my phone, which is my alarm clock and then immediately scrolling through whatever. Um, yeah. It's a really good idea. Cause like I'll, I'll grab my phone yeah, because it is my alarm clock, so it's waking me up. So I have to grab it to shut it off. Right. And and then yeah, like I'll be checking because then there's notifications. So I'm right, like, oh, exactly. I have like email. Your phone knows. Oh, like, oh, you're awake now. Here's this. Yeah. All the notifications <laughs> come in now. Let's do it. Let's <laughs> yeah. go. We're going for it. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And and so yeah, like that's definitely like a really good thing that people do. I haven't done it yet. Um, but yeah, like charger. Leave your phone on the charger, like in the kitchen when you go to bed, yeah. and just have like that you know that that alarm clock people are like alarm clock like what are you talking about like what is <laughs> like a, just a thing like just a clock like it's just literally just a clock it's, it's also a radio <laughs> <laughs> it is a radio because the radio is still a thing apparently yeah. <clears throat> um apparently a lot of people still listen to the radio but i think only in their cars yeah that's like the default when when my phone doesn't automatically connect <laughs> or if i'm low on data or something like that i'm like i guess i'll listen to the radio but uh it's just so like obnoxious how many commercials there are and stuff like that they haven't uh i tend out. to have the Unless biggest have, like, problem radio i tend to i yeah that's true which i don't i tend to have problems with some of the yes commercials but also the tv person or the uh radio personalities um i'm i won't point any fingers other than a general <laughs> sense that yeah, um yeah. i have a hard time with christian radio uh Bro. <laughs> Uh, just in general so like i listen to plenty yeah. i listen to plenty of christian music worship music whatever but spotify again it's selfish because it's my own tastes and that's how we deal with technology yeah. but um sometimes i could listen to something on the radio and be like oh man you know what like i needed that like that was encouraging like that was a good song at an appropriate time and god has used that but then more often than not i find myself like after not too long i'm like i gotta i gotta switch i gotta turn it i can't yeah. I can't yeah. handle it. Um, Bro, so. just a personal thing. There are some, and, and I, I don't even want to say this because I, I don't, I'm trying, I don't want to be judgmental in any way. And it is just my preference. So this is just my opinion, but, yeah. but like I listen to Christian, like I do, like I'll, I'll listen to the Christian radio in this because sometimes I just don't even feel like connecting my Bluetooth. Like I just, I'm too right. lazy. Just take that 30 seconds to get my Bluetooth connected. Um, but like, yeah, I'll so I'll I'll have the Christian radio stations on just because it's like a, a good default. But it's um, I get grieved, man, by some of the songs because like I'm just like, like, ugh, like I'd rather just be listening to a secular radio station because right. it doesn't bother me as much. I, I mean, I love I like, you know, a lot of times worship songs will come on and I and I like that. But but so many of the of this of just, you know, of songs that I hear that are just whatever again i wouldn't want to call I don't, even, I don't even think i could name names but i hear a lot of songs where i just catch like a glimpse of it and it's all about yeah. like my struggle and my my suffering and, and like i get it, like there's there's real stuff like you want to write a song i'm being so judgmental you want to write a song <laughs> out of what you're feeling and out of yeah. like the realness of your heart and and all that but i just feel like the the theology that's in a lot of uh stuff that that i hear honestly is, uh, if I'm being honest, it's less about theology and I just some Christian music I don't like for the same reason I don't like Hallmark movies and all the Christmas lifetime Cheesy. silliness. 
yeah it's just i'm like okay like like i get the heart and the sentiment but i'm like i'm not feeling it that deeply right now so i'm not connecting with this right now yeah and so that's why i'm just like i need to not because i don't <clears throat> i don't want to start hating like the christian because i'm like it does a lot of good work though like it really connect you always hear the testimonies yeah. that they put on there i'm like i've had one of the i've had those moments too um but for me this this can't be the default when i get in my car because i'm gonna start to hate it and for, <laughs> for me uh for me just just make up your own song man just yeah sing. exactly just well not sing your own song spotify but for me like because but then i like to your point i would find that um so like yeah the, the radio personalities like sometimes it was that but i but i think actually what bothers me more is usually certain songs would come on and i'm just like ugh, i can't i can't do it but again there's a lot of great stuff and so they're trying to hit a, a super broad audience sure um, yeah and so yeah. they're trying to have a lot of different things and so it does come down to personal preference in the same way that um i'll also listen to like college radio and uh college radio i love college radio it's funny to me because it'll be whatever local college and one college actually surprisingly plays mostly heavy music which i'm a fan of um but then uh, the other college it all depends on what hour you you sign up to like the dj might just be like because sometimes it'll be like all right this is this is like reggae like jams or something like that and then yeah, other yeah, ones yeah. it'll be like oh. it'll be like hindi bollywood bops or something like that yeah, and then the cool. next hour <laughs> the next hour it'll be like all reggaeton but like you'll catch it and like sometimes it's like indie and, and random stuff um mm -hmm. so when you catch it on a good hour you're like man i love like i'm i'm like listening with my phone like looking up almost every artist um because i'm like man this is so good but then the the inverse of that is uh it's college kids and they are terrible radio hosts right and right, so usually right. it's like the, like the quality of the music is usually like 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 inversely proportional to the quality of like the dj um like the worse the dj is usually the better the music is in, in my in my opinion uh so that's usually how that's been my experience with radio in, in general but uh but yeah but all that to say <clears throat> So going back to what we were saying earlier, I also thank you because I totally forgot what we were talking about. So I'm glad yeah. you brought us back. Bring... Sometimes I just have to turn it off, and like sometimes that's because of disgust, or there's just nothing good on, and I'm tired of flipping through the radio, or I don't want to go through my phone while I'm driving. But sometimes I'll just turn it off, and you're just like, oh right, like silence. Like you can be yeah quiet, and not even if I'm honest, not even not even making it everything is spiritual i believe if you're a christian i think everything is is spiritual mm -hmm. but not even for spiritual intention just the quiet of your own thoughts you know what i mean and just like sometimes the escapism part of it is it's not even like i'm running from connection with god but sometimes we just don't want to deal with our own like thoughts and stuff and for sure for me driving has always been a time to process for some people it's the shower because it's like there's nothing else going on and they're just quiet and they they can't have their phones um but it's just a, a place where it's like an extended period of time where everything is just i'm just thinking and i'm processing and i'm going through yeah. stuff and yeah um so sometimes terrible radio <laughs> sometimes christian radio for me is helpful and not the way that they think it is it's because i turn it off and i can actually uh <laughs> be quiet in my own thoughts for once you should call in but, with that testimony yeah you like <sighs> just want to while they're doing during their uh testimony time 
while they're doing their annual drive for money for the year, I'll be like, here's my test. <laughs> you guys make me turn off the radio. So God you guys have that. greatly impacted my life and my relationship with God because you make me want to not listen to you. <laughs> <laughs> That's terrible. It is. So like sorry, radio. All right. All right. Do you think that we're gonna be going to youth group in the metaverse at some point? <laughs> um because I do. <laughs> Just here's put the that thing. out there. Here's I said the I thing. want it. I don't want it. I don't want the that more, at all. The more article I saw about the metaverse, I like people that are all about that. Hundred percent, um, and I think it's for unfortunately for the same reasons that other technology uh, is addictive and explosive. It's because it's selfish. It's self-centered. Mm -hmm. I think I think it's designed to be self-centered because you're the consumer, um, and that's I didn't. I meant to say this before. You were talking about the generations and and like and ministering to different different generations um that that i appreciated what the pandemic did for youth group because um and for church in general i think because it cut away all the noise and it gave you too much of something you like which is you don't have you don't have anywhere else to go all you have is your mm -hmm. phone now you know what i mean um, yeah. and constant connection and distraction and entertainment and even connecting with your friends and you realize it's like all right it's it's too much i just i want to get back i want to get back to school i want to get back in person um i want to i miss seeing my friends in person and so when it first hit we were on zoom immediately um and we did other things through through technology um and then it slowly started to die off where it was kind of even even as engaging as it was we would specifically have engaging content where they didn't just turn their camera off and listen like it's school time it was just like hey let's let's try to create conversation yeah. but our attendance just not quickly but but steadily went down um and as soon as we had the opportunity to be back in person it was explosive in a good way. Everyone wanted to be wow. back. Everyone was like, whatever wow. protocols I need to do, like, I just like, like we didn't, like, we had to, it was the mask, it was the social distancing. We have table games like pool and ping pong that we usually have, like all of that was closed because we didn't want to have too many surfaces touched and it didn't matter. Like they just wanted to be back together. And so for the same reason, I'm like, I know you're, it was just a whatever question like about the metaverse, but like, I think that, <clears throat> I think that it goes back to like if if I'm gonna, if I want to get church how I want it and I don't want to actually truly connect with people um, in a vulnerable way uh, or or whatever then yeah like technology like some people were very comfortable just being home staying home like lean into the introverted side of them um, it's it becomes just content at that point it becomes spiritual yeah, content right. that you consume and even before COVID we had the reality that 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 church life christian life can be very consumeristic in its in its approach uh but i think covid like really exposed that for exactly what it was that mm -hmm. like oh yeah like i could i could i could watch the most talented worship team i could stream the service from this church or from that right. church 
through COVID yeah. and like, man, that was amazing quality. That was amazing. This, the content was so good. Like it was like so many good things. Uh, and plenty of people did that. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Uh, and some churches have amazing online uh, congregational engagement where you're in the chat and you can, when you can't be yeah, there in person right. and uh, people consider themselves part of a church that they've never been to in person. And I don't think there's inherently anything wrong with that, but I think that there's plenty of people that are like, man, I just, I miss my, I miss my church family. I miss the community that I had yeah. previously. And if you find your community online, great. I would say that that's the community, regardless of where you find it is a really important part of the church yeah. body. And yeah. so I don't want to, I don't want to shun technology for that reason. Mm -hmm. um, but I also know that at least for right now, I'm dealing with more, m the majority of in-person stuff. And so um, that's where I'm going to put my time and energy is the, the in-person connections. And um, yes, there's digital parts of that. So I think that there will be like, meta yeah, the metaverse, all that. So I think that there's going to be, yeah, plenty of ways. I think there's always going to be people that are going to try to reach people in whatever context and be all things to all people. And, and there'll be a pocket for that um, fully digital. But if I'm like creating avatars for myself for the youth group I'm a part of so I can look the coolest, you know what I mean? Like, I think that's <laughs> going to be a hindrance probably to youth group. Um, but uh, like, but yeah, man. yeah. It's like this is my my Moses avatar or my uh, you know whatever, dude. I I think um, and and I'm uh, I've been thinking about this a lot lately, and I'm I'm um, I'm I'm torn because it's where we're going, it's where society's mm -hmm. going. Like, um, do do you know what do you know what uh, Decentraland is? No. So no it's basically it's it's one of these um, it's one of these uh, uh, ecosystems, you know, in the metaverse. Yeah. And it's a big one. It's a popular one. They, they've got, um, you know, the, the only reason I know about it is because I've I've kind of gone down the rabbit hole with like cryptocurrency. OK. Uh, and so they have their they have their native uh, crypto token. They actually have two. Um, they have a they have a land token and a mana token. And so like it's 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 this e it's this ecosystem where you can go in and you can own land. You can buy you can actually you can like purchase actual land. And then you can build on it. And so people go in as creators. But the reason I brought that up is because there's like right now, there is a fully functioning casino, um, which I, I don't I've never been in the metaverse period. I should say that because I'm just going based on things that I've that I've uh, that I've yeah, heard uh, or learned about. So like <laughs> I don't even know how to get into the metaverse, to be honest with you. But <laughs> <laughs> I think it involves goggles. Um so you but there's this fully functioning casino where you can go and you can gamble and you can win money um i guess in, in you know in the form of crypto currency you can you can win money but it's like to the point where like they're actually hiring people in the real world to work in the casino oh, in wow. the metaverse and so we're there now and yeah. and it's 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 primitive in a sense like when you look at the avatars like they don't look like real human people they you know it's it's not as realistic but basically the the way that they build stuff they build stuff through gaming engines and stuff like that where you know these companies that have been doing this stuff for decades at this point of like building games and like we know where games have gotten uh, as far as the realism and and how in-depth they go on detail and stuff like that it's yeah. basically the same engine that allows people to be able to build in these universes right and so mm -hmm. 
it's uh but anyway but there's the idea like you can go in you can hang out with people um you can you know do different things you can fly around if you want like you can do all, all this stuff but it's like in the vr sort of realm right. so it's not yeah. just like you controlling an avatar on your computer screen it's like you're you're immersed in it and but like where it's actually functioning and you can do things like i've heard people saying like you can go into comedy clubs and you can like do different things like you can uh i was listening to this guy who was saying like he's he's a comedian and he'll do stand up in the metaverse and people will come in and hang out and it's like they're what and so i'm like there's no way that that's not going to be church like there's no yeah. way like that people are going to have you know you're going to have your metaverse campus pastor or whatever right. who's going to run that side of things because there's going to be people um and yeah. uh so again like i'm kind of torn on this because i don't like it i don't think it's a good idea i think that the further we go down like like you just said um the the thing that that covid kind of did this past year past couple years was like we for for many people which is really good i'm really glad that you that the way that it's worked out for you all is like the excitement of people to come back to church yeah but um i don't think that that was the story across the board you know no. there's definitely people no. who got lost along the way and people yeah. who said well i'm just going to keep doing this i'm going to stay like yeah. this yeah and the the comfortability of being able to yeah, as you said, just like, okay, well, I'm not really feeling what my pastor's preaching about right now. So let me hop into Hillsong in London or let me hop yeah. into whatever. Yeah. Like to be able to do that, to church hop from a metaverse, like just walk through a portal and now you're like in a church in Australia, like yeah, <laughs> whatever. You know what I mean? Like the ability yeah. to, the accessibility of doing these things. I think there's definitely going to be people that embrace that. I'm wondering if it's something that we should embrace or not embrace um i again like because i don't want to yeah and i think that this human contact and real connection is so it's so important the amount of i, I had a guest on a little while back dr joseph caps who who does a lot of like grief counseling and mm -hmm. uh he's he's worked for for years and helps people um through you know tragedy and uh deals with people who are struggling with with uh, suicidality and stuff like that yeah. and he gave the numbers. I wish I remember what they were of just the increase of, of suicide, um, you know, su suicidality, the, the way that it increased due to d during the time of lockdowns and stuff like that. Yeah, There's so sure. much of our health, not just mental, but physical as well. Mm -hmm. That's connected to our relationships and to our ability to interact and have like the warmth mm -hmm. of a hug, stuff like that. That's so important. And I never, yeah. ever want us to lose that. Right. It, it just seems like uh, I've been getting like, to be honest with you, I'm not like afraid, but I am like a little bit nervous because I, I like I see where things are going. And um, yeah. Yeah. I crazy. think I think we'll have to. Well, I mean, the reality is if, if you don't want to, you don't have to. Someone <laughs> yeah, will for like sure, for sure. like. And so that's that's always been the reality and maybe the plight, but also just the comfort level um, of anybody like you're going to there's going to be like-minded people that are going to connect in the same ways that you connect. And there's going to be communities that are, that are similar or like-minded and with technology, yeah. it's, it's easier to connect with those, with those same people. You're not restricted by just geographic location. Um, and, and I think that technology and all the, the algorithms uh, help, help, help that echo chamber happen. Um, yeah. But just like with any technology, it's not, it's not evil in and of itself. It's, it's, it's how we use it. And, and that, and that's why people really started to question certain algorithm things to say like, well, 
is this really good? Like, yes, the, we have the ability to give you all the content you want, but is it good that you only ever see the content that we know you're you're gonna already like? Right. Um, because where is where does growth happen? Where does and so that's I mean you could apply the same thing when it comes to uh, to sound bites and clips and, and sermon content that uh, if you're only ever fed things that are uh, just generally encouraging, um, yes, biblical and scriptural, um, and some people are able to avoid uh, are able to to avoid um, conviction sometimes though sometimes they're able to avoid yeah. things that are speaking against the the sin that they deal with or things that can be challenging um, and that might be more so to do with an algorithm than than their own intention but yeah I, I think the reality is people are gonna reach people wherever they are they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna capitalize and they're gonna leverage whatever's there um, there was that movie a number of years ago I never actually saw if I'm honest but it was just called ready player one I think is what it was mm -hmm. called and that was the whole idea yeah. is that there was stuff happening in this VR world um, that was I, I believe like really an actual crisis and and it was affecting things in the real world and um, movies like that are always are always uh, they're not just crazy sci-fi it's like well here's the logical progression of things right and it's sci-fi yeah. because it's not right now but like here's how it could go and it's mm -hmm. no surprise when some of the sci-fi things start to happen in real life um but yeah any of that vr stuff like it was like it's going to become more and more engaging and it's going to become more and more immersive and and you can get so immersive that uh i think you have the potential to like any technology or or anything like you could use it as an escape you it could be something that's addictive it could be something that's just for fun and sometimes and entertaining and then um like people did like when it was us it was like sims was a thing you know what i mean like yeah, yeah. like sims or yeah. even like the easier version like roller coaster tycoon like i'm gonna build my own theme park and i gotta keep everyone happy but uh sims or <clears throat> on the office it was a uh, uh, second life it was uh second dwight yep. dwight got depressed and like really leaned into his second life on um, and and I don't think that people only do that when they're hurt or want to escape, but when you are hurt and want to escape, like you, it makes you want to do that more. And the reality is like, you could, you could be part of an online church and community or not even church, but just any kind of community uh, and really feel connected there. And, and you could work online, like your entire life could be there. But at, at some point, at some point you have to disconnect, you know what I mean? At some point you have yeah. to disengage yeah. technologically and if there's if there's too much of a divide or schism between who I am in this or like there's like that 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 dualism like or duality I mean that like man these don't this doesn't connect this doesn't this, this there's no overlap yeah. here and it can really but, cause a, a big problem. <laughs> but don't you think there's going to be a bunch of people that like that becomes their real life? Like that yeah. becomes the thing because again, you yeah. can own, yes. you can own land, you can own real estate, you can build a house, you can, <laughs> you can essentially live there and you'd have mm. to come out every once in a while because you can't eat virtually. Right. But, you know what I mean? Like, I don't think, yeah, like you can go to, I don't know how that would be reconciled because I'm sure you could go to a virtual subway or something, but you can't actually, your avatar consuming food is not going to, is not going to feed you in the real world. So there's going to be something where, where I feel like we're still going to be connected on some level, but there's going to be people that like they, they, they can build the world that they want 
Mm-hmm. And if their world out here has been disappointing or, you know, whatever, there's going to be people that just want to live that disconnected world yeah. where they feel connected to people where maybe, you know, they've got relationships in there yeah, with people that or they've met people in there, you know what I mean, that they've never met in real life, they've never seen in real life, they just know the avatar. And so, I mean, it's because kids will already, uh, kids that are very into gaming culture and stuff like that, like they'll spend more money like on dressing their outfitting their avatar with like sneakers and, oh, and like yeah, yeah, cool yeah. jackets and stuff like that then they will spend on actual clothes in the real world because there's something about just that social clout or whatever mm-hmm. that like the whole you know phone thing with followers and facebook and twitter and the different communities that we've had was sort of the precursor to you know where it's going now so i just think that there's going to be people that get so immersed in it that they'll like they'll probably still have to come out every once in a while but it's going to kind of be like oh i got to go to i got to go to the real world now like like you know what i mean instead of (laughs) yeah Yeah, like i gotta go do this whatever um and but their their real life they've got money in the metaverse they've got you know all this stuff so anyway yeah uh i think yeah i think i think it could easily like it's going to slow down you know no i I wish that we were mature enough to just every once in a while, like if I can't go to church today for whatever reason, like if I'm out of town, I'm on vacation or something like that, and I can't go to church today, like, you know what? I've got my cool, like, I've got my Oculus or whatever. I've got my, yeah. my glasses and and I can put them on and I can attend my church service and it's like I'm there. <laughs> yeah. But then that but that's the extent of it. And then next Sunday, I'll be back in, in church with everybody else. You know, if we could do this in and out thing where and. But I don't know. I just think it, that to, I guess make to stuff me, cooler and cooler, and it's going to be tough for a lot of people to. I think. I think yes, and it could be fully immersive, and the same way, like you could run into someone in the in real life at the food store, and someone could be like treated badly, and they could be like, "Do you have any idea who I am in the metaverse?" <laughs> like, no, like I don't know, like what, um, dude. But but like, and they could be really happens. Like what already happens. Like, like you run into a TikTok level. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Like, like, do you know who that is? Like I'm TikTok. Like, I don't know. Like, and that's why like, it's all, it's all relative. It's all relative to, uh, to your own experience. It's all relative to, and that's, that's ultimately the, the, the number one thing, whether it's life digital or not, is that like, what's my intention? What's my goal? Like, what's my motivation? And like, what, like, why am I even doing this? Um, and if it's all for self, it's going to be empty. And so you could build an amazing life online. You could build an amazing life in real life. And if it's just about stuff and clout and social status and all that other stuff, uh, I remember working at a restaurant and some guy was asking me if I liked my job and blah, blah, blah. And I don't know if it was, it was like a business lunch. There was a bunch of other guys there. Um, and I don't know if he was just like day, day drinking like on lunch or if he was like just really extroverted, but he just like, everyone was like, dude, chill out. But he was just like, Hey, like what, ask me about my job, ask me about if I enjoy it. And just like life and satisfaction, like talking about like life and satisfaction. And he basically says during a, a busy lunch hour that like, I've got this job and this business or whatever, and this whatever. And like, he's basically saying in front of everyone and to random stranger, like I'm unhappy. Um, I'm not, I'm not happy. And so like, I don't really care if it's online or not, like whatever life you're creating for yourself or that you're just letting happen around you, whether you're proactive with it or not, um, are, 
are you actually connected to real meaning and joy and purpose? And as a pastor and as a Christian, I'm always going to say like, that's only in relationship with Jesus. Like all that other stuff is meaningful and, and important, but like real life and real connection, real community is going to happen because mm -hmm. of Jesus. And, and yes, yeah. you might find that community online and there can be like absolute value there, but your, your life is never going to be a hundred percent digital. Um, so what if you're like, what, what does it, what does it matter if you are important or a great connector? What if you're, what if you're a pastor on in the metaverse <laughs> or you're a, a Christian influencer in the metaverse, but then you Dude, go you to the store and you're a, between, like, <laughs> yeah, you know, but then you go to the food store and you're a jerk or you don't talk to her or don't care yeah, about the person man. checking like yeah. at the checkout line, you know what I mean? And so, mm -hmm. um, it's we're always going to be challenged by like where our heart is really at and what what our where our treasure is really stored um and so whether it's it's physical real life or digital like yeah yeah it is it is inevitable it's going to get more and like i don't know if it's going to become the ready player one i don't know if it's going to become like wall like wally where it's like everyone's like fat and and on a spaceship and hands yeah. given whatever they want to eat whenever they want to eat it and they don't have bone mass anymore because they don't exercise and um have seen a real plant but i don't know that's always the exaggeration but it's always the exaggeration of uh it's a caricature of of real life and so yeah technology is going to keep doing its thing and it could become more and more and more dangerous but you don't have to look future you can look right now like how addictive am i to my phone um how because we you and i are part of a generation that i guess it's because we're elder millennials, I know I know Gen X talk about the same thing. I think my old one of my older sisters is technically Gen X, but mm. to have been born with yet yeah, some technology, but just seen it advance the way it did, where like, um, yeah, we had a home computer, but it wasn't engaging enough to want to be on it twenty four seven. Like instead, it was right. video games. Like it was, yeah. And so like the advent Oregon of trail and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah right <laughs> pinball whatever game is just preloaded on your computer <laughs> yeah. um but we really saw it just explode and i didn't have a smartphone till i was like i don't even know like i was a full-on adult in life and didn't oh, have yeah. a smartphone for oh, a yeah. while and i got a cell phone when i was a senior in high school and even then it was phone calls only texting was too expensive because it was 10 cents to send one and five cents to receive it and um dude and all that internet oh yeah exactly yeah it took forever to stream a song yeah streaming yeah. a song took yeah. like three hours yeah all that stuff so we saw it like take off music that yeah crazy so we saw a lot of shift happen culturally but like when you're especially when you're young you just kind of go with the flow but everybody does everyone adapts if you want to because like our parents like our grandparents like my grandpa doesn't have a facebook account you know what i mean but like all my aunts and uncles do and i think his sister does and he's 93 and smartphones like if you want to go with the flow like you can take advantage of it and use it however you mm -hmm. want um but it's for them it was different for me like i spent too much time on nintendo and sega and playstation or watching tv like my parents would kick me outside like go outside um, and I appreciated that yeah. because it made me do something different. Uh, it made me use my creativity more or like go play sports or go make up a game outside. And, um, 
<clears throat> there's always going to be the need to self-regulate. Um, and we're always going to need accountability. Mm. We're always going to need other people to help us when we're having a hard time self-regulating. And so no matter what technology does or zero technology at all, um, we're just yeah. we're self we're selfish. And yeah. so uh, it's going to be it's going to be tricky, man. I think in the metaverse, you're going to have pastors that are challenging their people to go connect in real life also um, on top of <laughs> <Yeah>. their <laughs> meta youth group and stuff. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I do think, I, I do think that we we definitely can't like blame our tendencies and addictions and stuff like that on the technology itself, um, you know, because ultimately, I think more more than anything, the technology and the access to the phones, like the things that we're talking about, which you know we're talking about them in a in a somewhat you know. I guess the negative effects that they have, but of course, like there's ways in which they enhance our lives as well. I mean, we're yeah. doing this <laughs> over technology right now. Right. Yeah. And you know, we didn't there, have to, we didn't have to create a studio and sit in the same room yeah. and, and record it and then I publish have to, it like, later. buy you a plane ticket to fly to my living <laughs> right. room so that we can exactly. do this. Like, yeah. So yeah. It, it, it's, it, it, it's amazing. And, uh, and, and it's great, but like, I do, I do think it can also make yeah, like, as, as you said, easier too. Yeah, for sure. And and more than anything, I think that the 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 bad things, the bad behaviors and the things that that we do with it, I, I don't think that we can necessarily blame mm -hmm. the technology on that. I think that that's those are decisions that we make. And more than anything, I think it exposes those things like you you, yeah. you called it selfishness, those areas of of our heart or whatever. Maybe that there is a desire to hide. And, and again, it makes it easier. And I think more so if you grew up with it and, you know, you didn't have really any other option or you weren't aware of an, any other option. You just kind of grew up with the technology in your hands all the time and screens and, you know, mm -hmm. your, your parents just like handed you a screen because they didn't want to deal with you <laughs> or yeah. that sounded bad. But like. You know, I do that. My, my <laughs> wife and I do that because <laughs> like, we don't want to deal with you, but just like. You're, you're a bit like I work from home. I, I do stuff and it's like, um, yeah, you can. Yeah, go ahead. You can go, go ahead. You can watch the TV. Go ahead. You can do yeah. And, yeah. And so it's just, you know, but it's that kind of stuff that, you know, when you grow up with it and it's always there, I, I think maybe there's maybe there's somewhat there's a little bit more of an excuse. I, I think that whatever, maybe it goes both ways. But but ultimately, I don't think that um, it's technology's fault that we're you know, disconnecting from people and from relationships and things like that. Not that everybody's doing that, but you know, mm -hmm. for, for those that are doing that, or if we see those tendencies within ourselves. Um, but I do think that there is just something that is so amazing and something that I, I mentioned to our uh, people um, on a regular basis, just because it's, it, it often comes up in my mind and in my heart. Cause I think it's such a big deal is going outside of your comfort zone, like stepping outside of just what's easy and convenient and comfortable for mm -hmm. the sake of having a connection with somebody for the sake of yeah. relationship, for the sake right. of fellowship. Like I know, like we've made it available. Like I know that our, our, you know, church people and um, most churches now probably can consume the church service online and they can do it that way. But like, that's not the ultimate goal. Um, that's, that's there for someone who just doesn't have another option. 
Yeah. You know, maybe someone who can't leave the home because of an illness or something like that, or, you know, whatever it might be, those options are there. Those options are good. Those options are helpful. Um, and that's why we do it. But, you know, to use it as an excuse to say, well, I don't have to connect. I don't have to go to that next level. I don't have to build yeah. a relationship like, OK, but you're missing the point of what the church is supposed to be about. Yeah. Grand scale. Right. Like, right. um, there's there is no problem. You, you mentioned earlier that, you know, you didn't you don't think that there's anything inherently wrong with like, oh, like I want to go. I want to see this worship service online and I want to do this and, and get this thing. And there's not. But the the only time that becomes bad is when we do allow that to become a form of escape from having to actually connect and engage with people on a on a personal level, because yeah. so much of our growth takes place there. And it's yeah. so easy to hide. Um it's just it's just yeah. like it's so easy to not be honest with people and to yeah. not share your feelings and not share your heart and not open up and do those things right. when there's separation like that. Do, well, and uh, that's you know. you're right, because tech like in the simplest sense, technology, not even like digital, like even just mechanical technology, like levies and like technology is meant to make life easier. And mm -hmm. and it's and it can make it can make life easier in so many good ways. It can also make sinning easier. It can also make isolation easier. Um, yeah. But because because yeah. I could, you could show, you could be in church in person every week and still be self-centered and consumeristic about it. You could be in church every week and never engage in actual community. Like you can be in oh, real yeah. life in church every week and never Mine. be held accountable by anybody or or contribute anything or serve or be a part of a group where you actually share life with anybody. Um, and the, and so digitally it would just be that much easier to not do any of those things too. But for someone who's actually hungry and, and, and is looking for actual community and, and all these different things, technology can also help them accomplish that in ways that maybe they yeah. couldn't do it before. So, so yeah, I don't think it's a, I think to your point, like technology is going to make anything easier. Um, but because we have a sin nature, a self-centered nature, um, more like too many times it's making destructive or selfish things easier because our goal becomes in intentionally or not our goal can become like com our own comfort comfort because, yeah. yeah and so yeah. like okay church yeah use technology to the fullest um <clears throat> however my goal isn't to make everything as easy as possible for everyone my goal is to use technology to make the things that we need to do um easier because if the goal is just to make everything easier and life not hard then we're not going to be very good christians um because we were promised <laughs> hardship you know what i mean like um I, if i'm never confronted with an uncomfortable situation of like expressing or sharing my faith or being put on the spot if i'm never yeah if i'm never yeah. dealt with temptation to the point that i'm gonna actually overcome it um yeah it's all it's on. so anyway I, I got no I've got no real beef with technology in and of itself, except for the fact that it can make destructive things just way too easy. Um, mm. And so that's the problem there. But because, yeah, when I look at the the same sins that were around before technology are around today, they're just come on. E they're just easier to get to easier to find um, because of technology. And uh, there's nothing actually new under the sun, even if yeah. that sun is a digital sun in your metaverse. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, same sin, same sin. Oh, man. <laughs>
anyway. Well, on that note, um, <laughs> yeah, man, no, but uh, but thanks for uh, thanks, Dan, thanks for thanks for coming by, thanks for letting. Yeah, man. I didn't know I didn't know where that conversation was was gonna go, but um, but uh, thank you for allowing me to. I don't know. Like I, I feel like the 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 one thing that makes me nervous, I guess, is the that if it if it goes that far to where it's more important to win like like where the, the metaverse is like winning like when when cool. when you have when you own stuff in there and you you know you do all that that's the only place that kind of makes me nervous as someone who really like i want to <laughs> like i want to hold on to this world <laughs> like oh, i want to wow. hold on to real life and and outside and stuff like that but like i just want i just wonder like i don't know and i hope it doesn't get there but like like is my real estate which i don't even own any real estate right now but i plan to like is my real estate in this real world going to be going to decrease in value as the metaverse increases in value because that becomes the thing where there's more draw and stuff like that like you know there, there's all these yeah. different there's all these different like rabbit holes that i could go down like um you know whatever but but that that's kind of the thing that just has me like like i hope not like i hope i hope we can use it as something to enhance life yeah um, but you know what i mean i i just think that the tendency of of a lot of people tends to be uh to take things further than than they should right we tend to right. <laughs> we tend to take things further than we should often to our own detriment and i'm just yeah. talking you know humanity in general because well, uh, the so reality that, is like what we what we actually want whether anyone ever realizes it in their life or not what you actually want is like the fullness and the completeness that only god can offer and and as we stand right now that can only happen in eternity like what we want is the fullness and the joy and the completeness of being fully restored so even in life now we chase things that are a shadow of what of what god mm -hmm. has and even the best things that we can accomplish as in relationship with god is still not even the fullness of what he had intended and what we will have someday in eternity and so even if you create a metaverse or an online thing that <clears throat> doesn't have any more tears or sorrow or or death <laughs> or disease like that's still just a shadow of what we want oh. what we truly want which we're going to get with jesus in the the new heaven the new mm. earth and, and eternity with him all of that was his intention and everything Dude. else that we do is us striving for that so there's a there's a movie like that and i i can't remember what it's called and i'm pretty sure the movie it, it's weird um the it, it's a movie that i believe was made in russia <laughs> it's so it's not even an american made movie uh and so it was like like dubbed so when i, I saw it. the movie it. it was a good movie in, in terms of um the way that it that it looked visually it was it was a really stunning movie but you know you always lose something but between yeah. the languages and so it was just like it was dubbed over in english and I might be mixing this up with a different movie, too. I'm pretty sure this is the movie I'm talking about where, like, that's what it was. People were living in this sort of, like, uh, digital age where they were, like, literally, I think, in the real world, kind of like Matrix style. They were hooked up Got to it. some kind of thing where they yeah. were put into some kind of prolonged form of sleep. And uh, it was almost like a dream world, but it wow. was real. It was built by people. I don't know. I don't right. remember everything about it. But but it was crazy. But, like, in the in the in in this metaverse, if you will, like, the goal 
they were they were trying to get to heaven and they had actually oh, wow. built heaven <laughs> like they had built a they had built a heaven and uh you know and and uh, basically it was i think it was it was almost like this cult it turned into this sort of very dystopian sort of a thing where there's like this yeah. cult leader kind of a person who had built this like heaven as like you know there was like this bridge to heaven that they were trying to get to and it was like essentially his way of controlling people wow. and i was just like yo that's too like that's just that's too much yeah <laughs> that's too well, much you know because you happen. know that there's going to be yeah. people that are trying yep. to control stuff to that point and uh you know that's the kind of stuff that makes me like yeah man nervous but anyway <laughs> same same <laughs> but yeah dude well uh Thank you, man. Thanks for um, letting me go to a dark place today and <laughs> yeah. helping me out of it. Every time you kept you kept being encouraging. You were like, "Yeah, but yeah, <laughs> but Jesus, you, man." You kept trying to bring me, trying to bring me out of it. Uh, I super uh, appreciate it. Yeah, man, for sure. Yeah, glad How's, to be a part uh, of it. Do you guys have a good Christmas and New Year? Yeah, man, How's good Christmas, good all that so stuff. Cool. Again, real life uh, includes COVID, obviously, as we all are dealing with. So. Uh, I think everywhere we saw like outbreaks and stuff, but we were able to, ironically, it was for the past couple of years, we, there, we had gotten sick like around Thanksgiving or Christmas, just there's always that seasonal sickness, but yeah. we managed to dodge that this year. Uh, we didn't see everybody at Christmas because of uh, COVID, I think, but um, but yeah, so I think we still have some gifts to exchange uh, technically on, on my side wow. of the family. Um, Secret Santa didn't happen yet, but but yeah, it was good. My nephew, Jonathan, who's in the military, he was home. So it was really good to see him. And, uh, and then we got to go visit with some friends for New Year's. Um, so because it fell on a weekend, so we, I kind of had the, it doesn't always happen. I had the week between Christmas and New Year's off. So it was a Sweet. nice break. I hit the, hit the reset button. And I'm glad that our church is doing like a intentional, like fast and focused time into the new year. And yeah, man, looking to get all that started. But uh, how about you guys? Same. I saw a lot of Nerf in your Christmas, so you some Nerf battles. Lots of Nerf, dude. Yeah, because um, we bought we bought them some Nerf guns and then found out that my mom had already bought them Nerf guns. <laughs> and so we were like, should I return some stuff? And then we we're like, no, nah, let's just let's just do it. So they've got an arsenal now. Yeah. And uh, we bought awesome. hundreds of of darts. And so, yeah, Christmas Day, we were definitely outside. We had a Nerf war. It was a nice, it was a beautiful day, Christmas Day here. And it was, it wasn't cold. Yeah. And uh, yeah, they got some walkie talkies too. So what? they were like on a team with the walkies. Yeah. They started getting in the way because it's hard to hold. Like we each had two guns and then they were trying to do the walkie talkie thing and they kept dropping them. So they just, they eventually abandoned that. Yeah. Um, but get them yeah. Up the headsets. <laughs> yeah. Right. For real. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> what covid yeah so but it was it was uh so it was fun yeah we had um we were able to take a you know i don't remember how many days off i was able to take took at least a couple of days off and yeah i hadn't nice. been into video games in a long time but i was telling you like we started to i started playing some video games with the kids and yeah um kind of like feeling those tendencies to get yeah to get too involved in it and kind of yep. regulating myself it's like i'll just i'll play you know i'll play every other day or i'll play yeah. a couple couple times a week because uh yeah <laughs> i haven't been man. into video games in a long time but for some reason over christmas break had some time off and yeah we uh we we got into a couple couple of couple of games and yeah we had actually uh, anyway. hooked up my old sega genesis in my son's room so we, Dude, we played some great. random yeah so, was, so that was fun because you can't get too there's not 
too many layers yeah. in that one. But then when we were yeah. away for uh, or for New Year's, uh, they had just gotten for Christmas a Nintendo Switch. So I was into like Mario Kart, and I was like, oh That's man, great, it's man. all coming right back. Like all that stuff. Like Mario is like you can't beat it. Like for some. You, you just you can't do better than than mario like uh yeah that's that's the only that is the reason why like i want to get a switch is because i want to yeah have mario all the mario um, stuff yeah we had we had uh my mom mailed me my old super nintendo but it, i can't get it to work i can't get it to power on yeah. i'm sure there's some youtube videos on how to restore your your old consoles and stuff like that I could just buy one. They're not even that expensive. Like you can get them now for I think like seventy or eighty bucks or something. Oh uh, like well, you so, can get them. You can get the what I actually have in the youth room. Uh, actually, it's in my office right now. It's a tiny. Oh, a mini. It's a yeah. It's crazy. It's Super Nintendo. Uh, so they actually have all like, I don't know how many games preloaded. So we have that up in the youth room. But uh, Dude. so yeah, so you don't have to blow on the cartridges and all that stuff. So. Uh, it's a little bit easier, I guess. <laughs> it's so much better. Yeah. Um, although there's comfort, there's some comfort in that where like, you, if something goes wrong, it's comforting to know like all you have to do is either like you, you, you've got two things. You blow in it, you blow in the cartridge, and then you blow inside the little thing. And then you can kind of like s slap the sides of the console a little <laughs> bit. And usually between those three things, you can always get your game to come back on. Yeah, right. Now if something goes down, if you're... Now, if it goes down, it's probably fried. Yeah, and you, you scratch lost your, your CD if it's a CD, or if it's like yeah, you know, true, mo man. most of the time it's not even that anymore. It's mostly just downloaded from uh, from the internet. But if, uh, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, corrupted file. Oh, <laughs> it's over. Yeah, right. Anyway, like the metaverse. <laughs> <laughs> Don't suck me back into that conversation, Dan. <clears throat> I need to detox Sorry. from that from that a little bit. Um, but the moral of the story is everybody keep your real world relationships and connections strong. Keep them, keep yeah, them going. Man. Like it's, um, it's crazy. Like for real, it, it has gotten, um, too easy for us. And, and I know a lot of people, like probably the majority of people that are, that are going to hear this, um, probably doesn't even apply to them. Like you, you probably love your real, real world connections and, <laughs> and you like hanging out with people in relationships, but yeah, you know, there, 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 there can be even just with the busyness of life and the things that we have in place to, again, to make our lives easier, it can be so easy to forego a certain level of connection in the name of, Oh, well I have work to do, or I have yeah. to do this, or I have to, you know, whatever it might be. And I just think that um, that willingness to sometimes sacrifice what what comes easy to us right. for the sake of hanging out with a friend. Again, like you said, not even the quote unquote like has to be spiritual all the time, but just uh, building relationships and connections with people that are close to you and important to you. Friends, family, church family, you know, it's yeah, uh, it's good, man. That's true. That's what it's about. So thanks, man. Thanks again. Yeah, yeah my Appreciate pleasure. For you. sure. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah. Well, thanks, thanks everybody for uh, taking the time to check out this episode, watching or listening, however you checked it out. If it, I don't think any of this, well, some of what Dan said was probably encouraging. I don't think I said anything <laughs> encouraging today, but <laughs> if it encouraged you or blessed you or anything like that, if you would uh, like to subscribe or share or leave a review, I'd greatly appreciate that. Um, so yeah, thanks everybody. Have a good one. See you next time. Thanks, Dan. Yep. Love you, bro. Love you too, man. Thanks for having me.